What's happening, our soul nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker. Baker Bane, how you doing? Um, I'm 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 real good, dude. I'm real good. We've uh, we've officially, I think, you know, hit it big time. Uh, the quality of our content has, you know, speaks for itself, obviously. Um, and and news of our skills on the mics. Uh, you know, to paraphrase some famous rappers, have has has gotten out, and uh, Fox Thirteen News is 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 here to record, clearly for the sake of uh, the podcast. Well, if if I may, misparaphrase what they were actually trying to do, they said, "Hey, y'all, you have faces too good for podcasts. We need a big old camera." With huge lights in your kitchen, and we want to record you. Yeah, how'd you like, like that tan? Free tan session for you. I'm like, yeah, let's do that, right? Let's do that. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. So yeah, we'll yeah. talk about what we talked about in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, to, to, to recap what you just said, we had the uh, pleasure of having the uh, Fox 13 local news um, have a chat with us. I'm pretty sure that they're probably chatting with all sorts of groups all across the valley. That's awesome. Obviously, it's, it's in regard to some of the statements by Deloy Hansen, owner of Real Salt Lake, et cetera. Um, it was a really, really cool meeting them. Um, let's just, you know, it took, they recorded for what, 30 plus minutes? Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like it was just north and, of half an hour, and they'll probably use twelve seconds of it. Yeah, so, before we I'm, give them too much, uh, too many props, let's see how they cut this thing, and yeah, you know what, let's, let's what they what end up using. They use our right. nation, Rest assured, the Baker and Adele, we tried very, very hard to represent the views as we saw them surfaced onto the social media pages that um that came to us right. this was in no way shape or form a matter of us expressing our opinions we were expressing opinions formed through the feedback through the social media network so we tried really hard to make you proud let's see what happens yeah. and right you know i i think to kind of attach myself to uh to what you just said and maybe come to our our defense i don't know perhaps prematurely we didn't sign up for this ish. Uh-huh. We started a soccer podcast, I think something like a decade ago. You started it. No, no, no. Sorry. A soccer fan page, uh, mm-hmm. something like a decade ago. And the, the podcast came a few years after that in various forms. Um, we, we would much rather, I think, be discussing uh, RSL lifting the 2021 MLS championship and, you know, having just signed Messi and, you know, winning the Colorado uh, Rocky Mountain Cup, uh, you know, every year for the next thousand years. Um, but that's unfortunately not the reality of, of RSL Nation at the moment. Um, Look, listen, man, I would rather discuss... RSL losing to Vancouver 3-1 after leading 1-0 through the 85th <laughs> than and discuss a ma- matters of politics or any of that. So we're going to make a 
hopefully one-time exception unless the news warrants otherwise and talk about this stuff right now because it is on the forefront of everyone's minds. I have a political view and opinion. So do you. So right. does everyone who listens to us. We have very, very hard worked on not expressing or talking about political views because in my mind, we don't talk about work. We don't talk about work. I mean, um, politics. We don't talk about religion. Like we just leave that stuff. Soccer and the game of soccer, and in our case specifically, Real Salt Lake, has always been an escape from the rest of the life, right. realities of life. Like it doesn't matter what happens between Monday and Friday, who wins an election, who does this, who does that. On Saturday, you know, I can go to Rio Tinto pound away a bunch of overly priced beers and for two hours just be stupid yell and scream and chant and my biggest worry in the world is whether that little soccer ball is going to go into the one net or the other sure that is it it was a luxury absolute luxury however we are in a place right now where that that luxury is not afforded to us any longer Right. We do have to talk about it. I hope not for long, but we do have to mention it. It's, no, it, it's... I mean, it's like there's an 800-pound gorilla in the room and no one's talking about it. We have to talk about it. So right. let's talk about right. it. We will talk about it. But we don't want to make this a premise. We don't want to set a premise for what we're doing going forward. Sure. I don't care who you vote for. Right. It, it's, I think, um, it, it would be irresponsible and disingenuous if we didn't address this. I think as as you know, as late as a Tuesday evening, we were going to plan a Wednesday evening podcast to discuss the, you know, it would be a post-match quickie to discuss the LAFC game and to talk about the Colorado game. And, you know, those are distant memories. I feel a lifetime ago. And I think to mirror the players, it's, they had, you know, they had a, a venue and then they have a stage to, to, you know, bring light to, I think a very serious topic of conversation. And I think for better or worse, we have a venue um, that, you know, came about organically and it wasn't necessarily to discuss this type of stuff, but it, it would be irresponsible for us to not, you know, mention some of these things. Yes. Um, so, so I think with so that's the explanation for why that's the explanation for why we're doing what we're doing right now. Right. Right. Yep. Our venue is nowhere near what the players have. And the other thing, before we even get into it, and I know we have to repeat this 99 times, we understand because we have heard you, well, we have read you. Our cell nation is all over the board on this. All over the board because it does become a political issue. Right. And I wish or I hope that, you know, Equality, matters of equality are not a political issue. They, they right. should not be a debated issue. Right. I will say something that I said for the good folks at Fox. We, and correct me if you think I'm wrong or if someone's listening, please correct me. I have never heard someone from our community of RSL Nation on the page, in person, on anything else that does not agree with our march towards equality that does not agree with the necessity that our country needs equality. Never, ever heard someone say that. Right. Now there are right. different, 
and differentiate opinions around where we are on equality right now, sure. There are also vastly different um, approaches and ideas of how to reach or achieve equality. What are the steps to get there? Don't even get me started on who's going to get us there, right? right. Those, sure. they all differ. Right. I think I offline compared it or, or used the analysis or analogy of we're all trying to climb to the top of Mount Olympus. Right. We cannot agree with what path to take right. to get there because there are a lot of different paths. Sure. Some of those paths are like 99% identical, but then they diverge, so diverge somewhere. Yeah. So I just want us to understand this, man, as we're saying this. We are taking a side here, and the side is, well, you will hear about it, but the sure. side is the side of equality, the side of marching forward. You might hear some opinions on how we think we should get there, but right. we also understand and encourage that we don't have to agree on all. For all sure. Get there. For sure. And just because, here's my last point on the opening. <laughs> We're still opening here. Yeah. This might just be the podcast. 15 minutes in. The, the last point on this is this. This is the only discouraging thing to me. We, for some reason, stop being civil with each other. Right? I don't, why, we do not, ha we can disagree with each other and not think that the other person comes from a place of evil. Right. Just because someone disagrees with your approach on how to solve this problem, that doesn't make him a socialist. Right. If someone disagrees with your approach on how to get there, that does not make them a racist. Yep. I would encourage us to just for a moment when we see other people's opinions, just step back and just remember and try if at all possible to assume the other person is coming from a place of good intention yeah without yeah. seeing nothing but the worst i i think that's my um, spiel for sure for sure i i i think to go back to a little little what you were saying earlier just a second ago um you and i and oftentimes on this podcast have flat out said that we will never ever censor a post or remove a post or delete a post that we disagree with or you know hide or block or you know we, we've never used some of those admin rights on the page. Right. Um, and, and that was, that was always a deliberate choice that we were extremely proud of. Um, and I think looking at, you know, those comments that were coming in today and, and late last night was the first time ever, ever I've regretted that decision maybe a little bit. And I sat there and I mean, we were like, the pages never had that kind of activity. Um, but one thing m that I kept seeing that really made me glad that I didn't remove or block anything or just shut the page down for 24 hours was the fact that it wasn't like, you know, John posted a comment and then Bob posted a comment and then Katie posted a comment. It was, you know, Bob posted a comment and then Katie disagreed with that comment. And then, you know, Kebra, uh, Kendra disagreed with that stance. And then, you know, I, I think the occasional asshat, unfortunately, does squeeze in and takes it to a very, you know, very non-civil, non, 
fit view for society, at least in my opinion. Um, and it was messy and it was ugly and, and people, you know, were not civil to your point. And, and, you know, I think maybe it's worth noting that when discussing these topics and the importance of these topics, maybe that's how we get change. And, and I think it's clear that, you know, some change is necessary and, and, and some things need to change in this country. And I, I think maybe that's what it looks like, you know, may, maybe in this age of COVID where everyone is behind their screen, that is what, you know, the bait in the street looks like. And, and, and I'm, you know, part of me is, is humbled by the, the a massive amounts of responsibility suddenly thrust upon our little, you know, soccer Facebook page. Um, and then another part of me, you know, wishes that we could just talk about the footy, but, but we can't. And, and I think, you know, listening to some of Nedim's interviews today, it, it, it's, you know, like we, we got to support these guys and, and it, it's easy to support them when, you know, it's four one RSL versus Colorado, but you know, they also get, get, get our support when things aren't, you know, super well. And when the owner is doing some weird things in the media and, you know, the, your former head scout is doing an interview where he's absolutely, you know, destroying the owner. And, um, you know, half of our nation wants to tear the throat of the other half of our nation. Yes. The third half, the third part of me is like, where are the adults? Like, are there any adults in this room? Can somebody please step in? But right. let's get right into it. So, I mean, yeah. there are, there are, I think we already talked about our still nation quite a bit here, the right. fan base. Yep. And we will continue to talk about it. We also need to talk about two other, th- well, mainly two other things. One is Deloy Hansen's comments. For sure. And follow-up comments and the players and players' actions. So let's start with the players first. So, that, that was the... Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do a chronological timeline here. I think that's Let's probably that. the best way to make sense of this. So yesterday, you, I, and the rest of Arsenal Nation woke up with all of the intention in the world to face LAFC and, um, and, and have ourselves a good old-fashioned home game at the Rio Tinto Stadium. Like that and was, after watching what we did to Colorado and what LA Galaxy did to them, yeah, looking four days forward early, to it. I was I was feeling good about it. I was cautiously optimistic, as they say. Um, you know, as this is happening, I believe the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA were the first to kind of, you know, initiate the 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 player boycott, the sports boycott, whatever you want to call it. Um, the rest of the NBA, you know, followed suit uh, pretty closely. Um, and once the NBA had kind of boycotted uh, the, their game scheduled for that night, um, several MLS teams started to follow. Uh, most of them did not have actual, you know, people in the stands at the time. And as we were getting ready, you know, maybe an hour or so before kickoff, and, and the only reason we really know that is because uh, I, I'm going to quote you here is you went online to see the lineups and then those come out obviously an hour before kickoff. Um, so roughly an hour before kickoff, Brian Dunseth, you know, a little tweet about, you know, uh, coaches are on the field talking, doesn't look like this game is going to happen. That is very quickly corroborated by other people in the stadium. You know, a little time goes by, not an exact time on here, obviously. And it's officially announced that the game and, uh, scheduled for that evening has been, you know, 
canceled uh, or postponed, I think is what they ended up saying. So less than an hour uh, before kickoff. Um, LAFC and uh, RSL, it's been reported that came to that conclusion uh, mutually. Uh, it was through conversation. Uh, Nedum on RSL's uh, uh, side and Zach McMath were the you know kind of primary communicators, primary leaders of this. Um, and for LAFC, I'm trying to get make sure I got the right um, person here. Um, Uh, Mark Anthony, sorry about that. Mark Anthony uh, is kind of was kind of their um, you know representative. Game gets canceled. They go out, take a big um, photo. Game is postponed. I think a few people were you know I, I don't want to say anybody was like oh distraught that the game is you know canceled. I think under everyone understood given the context. And then um, yeah, the 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 rest of the night kind of progressed. Uh, through Twitter and, and Reddit and Facebook. And we roll into today. And today has been one of the craziest days in our oh, history. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get today, to mm-hmm. today. Yep. I think quite a few people were distressed and worried and pissed yesterday, vocally, even on our page, that the game was canceled. So I, I think we should not. Again, this is, we have to surface both ends, both sides of everything, or all sides. Let's give. Not even credit, but let's let's call out the fact that there have been a lot. A lot of people were pissed, for lack of a better, nicer word. Very, very pissed that the game was yet canceled yesterday. Now, some of those people were obviously on social media, which is you know great. That's what we do for a living, or well, not even for a living. That's what we do for fun. Surface it, but there were quite a few people who traveled quite long distances to get to the game. So we should acknowledge that there were people there who who made plans. I've read stories about people traveling from, you know, hours away, people canceling plans and getting off work early. And there was a story of someone taking their kids to the game for the first time, all these different things. I don't think we should dismiss that there were people who were extremely disappointed to either already be at the stadium in their seats in some cases, in some cases on their way to the stadium, in which case you have already made the cancellations and changes of plans, et cetera. There was, I remember at least one or two instances where they were pulling up to the stadium and were told the game is canceled. So quite a few people have, were upset about it. A lot of, most people I would say understood, right. were upset, but understood. Yes. But there were also people who were just clean, clear, upset. Right. And can't even, I mean, look, we can blame them or or we can just try to understand them. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think when I said people weren't upset, I really meant to say, I think people understood. Um, I, I think it is totally fair to feel inconvenienced by finding out that this place you just drove to isn't having a game. And, you know, you, you had plans for a night out and you know as you put it there are folks that traveled quite a long ways and i think a lot of people the vast majority could clearly process where in the greater scope of life events that inconvenience fell um 
every right to be upset about that. But I also think most of ours in Malaysia, at least from what I could tell, while upset and disappointed with the timing. And hell, I was disappointed that we didn't have a game. I think most of the players were disappointed that they couldn't play. You know, it, it, it's, I think if you asked anybody in either of those starting 11s, hey, would you like to have played? The answer is yes. Um, yeah. That's so, yeah. Living. yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, while so people, of people were upset, but with from understanding, from what we were able to see plenty most understood. All right. Right. So there was, those were the events yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Yep. So, okay, let's go through the rest of the events. And I think we should cover some of these because I'd love to talk about, you know, your thoughts on sure. the players and what they did and, and didn't do. And if they have the rights and don't have the rights and is this the right platform, the whole nine yards, actually screw it. Let's just stop right here and go through that right now. So you go first. Do, do I? Th- yeah, I mean, if like this is. Well, hold on. Let me ask you the correct question yet. Okay. <laughs> so, here's my kind of vague but direct yet loaded question. Also light. What What are your overall thoughts about? We're not gonna discuss any more like equality and all that stuff, right? We just open up with that. We don't have to get into the multi-century. Um, history of this but let me ask you this what are your thoughts about on the players actions and most importantly is this in your mind the right thing to do was it the right way to express themselves just just tell me what you think about that yeah i mean i think a conversation in the united states needed to take place um you know i i i think it was the mexico like you know 68 or 70 Olympics or something where, you know, the, uh, the famous image of, um, the, uh, you know, uh, black power salute on, on the podium, uh, you know, occurred. Like, I, I think, I think that was Germany, homie. I am. You sure? I'm, I could have sworn it was Mexico city. Nah, it was Germany. I think, all right, we'll look it up later, but, um, yeah, it's, it's this, you know, the, I think a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, I really wish like politics didn't enter sports. And like, I, I get that view, but also like we're, we are talking about it. Like you, like if, if the, these individuals felt like they needed to get a message across and it's working, like you can't fault them for using that platform. Um, I think the paraphrase Brian Dunn said, like, hear them out, hear what they have to say. Don't make up your mind about what they, you, you think they're trying to say. Net them, I, I'm not here to you know sell other people's podcasts. I'm here to sell our podcast, but Nedim has a fantastic podcast. I would strongly encourage everyone listening to this to go listen to the next episode of what he's got to say. Nedim did an outstanding interview today that I'm pretty sure we posted on the page. If not, I'll find it and make sure to post it. Um, where he talks about this, like hear it from the source. Um, it, it, it's yeah, it, it, it had to take place. And it, and I don't see any other way to have that conversation w- without them doing what they did, them being the players. Okay. I mean, look, you raised some really good points. And the main point is this, we are talking about it. You and I are literally talking about it. 
if there was a game last night, do you think there's any chance we spend any any time this evening talking about? No, no, of course not. We're we're talking about the LAFC game. Like that's that's yeah, no, if if they hadn't done what they did and if the events of today didn't occur the way they did, we'd be My follow-up question even mention it. Just, What's that? Uh, go ahead. So, my follow-up question to that and and this is I th- it, it's almost like a rhetorical question because I have a lot of thoughts on it as well. I'm not sure what they are, but they're just all over the place. And the question that I've seen in a lot of these media outlets, social media outlets from people is this. What the hell kind of impact do you and I have on actually convincing people to pay attention to this? This, by the way, let's be very clear and blunt. This racial equality in the United States of America, especially in the eyes of the law and more specifically in the eyes of the police, right? right. The law enforcement. I mean, that's what this boils down to, right? Sure. Yeah. Do you think anyone's listening to us tonight and saying things like, oh yeah, never thought about it that way? No, right? no, I don't. Do you think we're changing anyone's mind? No, I don't. But I then what tells the point? I, That's why I understand the yeah, other side of the argument. For sure. But I think, I, I don't know, may, maybe it's just in this internal need to just to verbalize it and say, hey, I, I did the bare minimum. Like I, I literally view this as the bare minimum I could do. Like literally, like, like the idea of not doing an episode this week, it would be abhorrent in my opinion. Um, It'll be irresponsible because of the platform we have created. Right, right. Yeah. And, and no, I don't think I'm changing anyone's mind. I don't think I'm, you know, suddenly going to have an impact on whether or not the Lil Hansen keeps this team or not, or, or how, you know, the league responds or how the owner's group responds or any of that. Um, I, I'm, I hope that maybe I say one bit of, maybe it's the, hey, go listen to Nedim, hear it from Nedim thing that somebody does and just hears Nedim's side of the, the story. Or, or, or like, all right, Everton Luis. Everton Luis. Thank you. I was going to bring him up because he's to the front of my mind. Right. Is probably the toughest son of a bitch that has ever worn an RSL crest. Right. Like, right. like, the dude is made of iron and his balls are carved from granite. I'm sorry. Probably. This man was brought to tears because of the racial abuse he suffered on a soccer pitch. It was in Eastern Europe. It was in Serbia. It was in the Serbian league when he played for Partizan. But it happened. There's a YouTube video on it. There, You can find a YouTube for it. The, one of the toughest men that RSL has ever signed was brought to tears because of the color of his skin, put yourself in his shoes and, and, and just, just for 10 seconds go, how is this guy viewing the world around him right now? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it doesn't have to be as big as we're going to change society or, but maybe it's as, it's as small as we're going to make that guy feel as comfortable as we possibly can here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. At this point I'm rambling, but, it, it, no, no, that's not yeah. a ramble. That's that's a really good example. So, because honestly, you're changing my mind right now. I know, <laughs> I know we say we're not changing anyone's mind, but I I can 
examples like that. And the sad thing is this. I, I knew about that, right? I've seen that video ages ago. And I knew it's conscious on my mind almost every time I watch him play. But maybe, maybe that's the takeaway. Maybe this is the small thing you and I can actually do. Let's make sure everyone at RSL Nation, following RSL Nation, can watches that video at some point. How's that? Is that that's not a too big of an a, a, a undertaking? It happened. It's there. Something as simple as that. Yeah, it hits home. It's personal. Right. You can understand. All right. Let's uh, get on with the way, rest of the day. For the record, completely mm-hmm. agree with you. I am 100% in support of the players. Right. Even though, or not, I want to say despite, but it's not despite. I completely understand the people who are asking questions like, is this the right way to do it? Is this the right time to do it? Maybe that's the silly question. It is absolutely the right time to do it. Is this the right way to do it? I don't know. And we'll get into some of that when we get to DLH's comments right. later. Yeah. But so 100% in support of the team and its players utilizing and using their platform. And even from my thick headed mind where I'm saying things like, dude, I just want to watch sports. Leave me the hell alone. I don't need to hear about politics and, and, and religion and, you know, inequality. And, and anyone that listens to me knows I've probably had a history, (laughs) you know, uh, where I have experienced that, it, but it's not the freaking point. I'm still a white dude at the end of the day. So nowhere on the level of some other people. So even I think in this case, I'm I'm willing to say, cool. It sucked. I hated it. You know how badly I was looking forward to that game? I was looking forward to the game since the last game. Like it was on my mind from Monday morning, basically. Right. Oh, Wednesday we have a game. I woke up Wednesday I was giddy, man. I had, I had the match day jitters. Haven't had those in a while, right? I wasn't going to the game, but it doesn't matter. It still felt like, honestly, throughout the day, I was, I was looking for a 45-minute window where I could, you know, away from work so I can just drive past the riot just to like feel the energy. D- did it. You did? No, no, no I, but like I, in your, I'm, you know, yeah. driving by like, did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. I was extremely disappointed. And to your point, I bet you every one of the players wanted to play, man. I mean, they live for this. Quite literally, they live for this, right? right. Um, but I am fully in support of, I'm glad they did it. And I'm not, this is what we have to do, not dismissing the voices and opinions of those who think that was the bad time, it was a bad way to do it, it was the bad timing, so how much before the match. Completely understand those. And from my perspective, that does not make anyone, by default, a racist or anti-equalitist. Or, that's probably not even a word, but it is now. I get it. You, you're not a racist just because you disagree with me and you and many others within our RSL Nation community that that was the right thing to do at that time. All right, soapbox over. Yeah. So, um, so at some point this morning, uh, Deloitte Hansen is on, you know, 
Hold on, now we're moving on to, so this was yesterday. Yes, this was yesterday. Now we are officially today, today being the 27th Thursday. Um, find, I wasn't even listening. It wasn't announced anywhere, but, you know, through Twitter and live updates and stuff, turns out Deloitte Hansen is doing an interview uh, with uh, Radio From Hell. It's one of the radio stations, one of the many radio stations that he owns. And yeah, look, apparently he's a pretty rich dude. He owns a lot of stuff. Yeah, turn, turns out rich people own stuff. <laughs> um, and so he is on radio, Radio From Hell, uh, X96, I believe, officially. Um, he is, he's doing this interview with him and, uh, and Andy Carroll, um, kind of regarding the game. Um, and I, I think to be very, very clear, um, probably one of probably one of uh the the worst interviews i've ever heard anyone ever have in in my opinion um we posted it on on the facebook page um and it's a very long it's like the entire show so use the timestamp to you know find where you need to be um but yeah dude dude says some some pretty wild things in, in his interview. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to paraphrase here because a lot of it is so, so important to get right. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, I want to, I want to pull it up here. Um, you know, he's, he's talking about how he, let's see here. You're pulling up the quote or the yeah. transcript from the interviews. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, he's talking about how, you know, he felt like he was, you know, stabbed with a knife and he's talking like he, he kind of viewed the players doing what they did and taking that stance as, you know, disrespectful. Um, you know, he's talking about the event having taken the sales out of his will or taken the wind out of his sails as far as willingness to invest in the team and, and bringing players over. Um, you know, I, I think just it, it was kind of a wild interview. I strongly suggest that everyone in RSL Nation, um, you know, goes and listens to it. You know, he's talking about how he's going to have to now, you know, fire or, uh, you know, yeah, essentially fire all of these people that were brought in, you know, f- to all these employees essentially for the game. And he's, you know, he's really making l- the activities of yesterday and last night really about him and the impact to him and, and a lot about the kind of the dollar. Um, you know, he's taking it very, you know, he, it felt it felt very selfish. He, he kind of took that that opportunity for what I think could have been a very, very powerful moment for our fan base. And I think almost belittled it a little bit. And then the thing that I have a really big offense for is kind of put some blame on the players and then, you know, made it, made it about the impact to, to him. I, I will second... I will second your um, encouragement for all of RSL Nation to go online 
if I'm sure you can Google it or YouTube it or just go to our page. It's posted with the video, by the way, and listen to that interview because I have whatever, whatever else you do, RSL Nation, just in case you were under, under a rock for the past, what, 12 hours or so, almost. Do not read the headlines about this interview because everyone seems to take away exactly what they want to take away from it. Because I listened to the same interview you listened to and I did not get... Now, first of all, DLH messed up. That was a dumb thing to do. First of all, why in the hell would you want to go on the radio? What do you have to prove to whom, right? What is, the, what, what, what is in your mind if you're DLH best case scenario going online, on the radio, live shows? When you and I learned that Fox 13 was going to come in use like eight seconds of us on a segment. We came what we're talking about, but we prepared for an hour. I don't think he did, right? So first of all, I would absolutely highly second that and say, go watch the interview. Yeah, for sure. Secondly, dumb thing to do, dude. Just sit back. Just say something super simple like, we as an organization are fully supportive of the equality movement which I believe truly he is. And I know we are because I've seen him work for years. I have nothing in my, I have no bone in my body that thinks there's a racist bone in DLH's body, right? I have no, not seen any evidence of it. And today didn't prove me anything wrong. I'm, I think I'm, he could have, he should have, let me say should have, obviously could have said different things. Could have said them different ways. Hell, say nothing. That would have been better. I do not believe that Deloy Hansen is a racist dude. I think he's got a mouth that doesn't stop. I think he seems at the end of the day like a good dude. I did not get any of the things you just said from that interview. I did not get him trying to make it about himself. I did not get a selfish vibe from him. I didn't get any of that. Again, shouldn't have done anything. Could have just stayed quiet. But I, once he didn't and said dumb stuff, I, that's not how I received it. That's my feedback. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I think some of that can be up to, you know, interpretation. And, and, and I think it is kind of interesting that you and I are coming away from two very different messages there. Um, I think the, the kind of, the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back, in my opinion, was, you know, one of his last lines towards the interview where he was essentially threatening the, the, the fan base, you know, threat, threatening the players. Um, you know, it's taken now a lot that, of, a lot that of wind. A whole different thing. I hope we, uh, let's get into that as well. No, that's yeah. a whole thing. Like I'm so, trying to clear this because I literally just read a post on the Facebook, if I may, that, that, that reads quote, cause we have sworn on this already. Open quote, who is tired of the DLH racist bullshit? Close quote. All right. Right. Did you get any racist vibes 
from that DLH interview? Direct no, question. No, as a direct answer, I didn't get racist vibes. It wasn't like he came in with a noose and was like, you know, you know, dropping the N-word. Thank God. Because I think as a society... That's not vibes, homie. That's not vibes. I'm t- right. That's, that's just racist. Yes. No. Vibes I, I will say that he had an opportunity to support people who's and be an ally to people who needed amplification and not silencing. And whether deliberately or inadvertently, he, in the comments he made, silenced and, and criticized some of those folks, right? He, he had a very, he had a great opportunity to come out and say, I support Nedim, or I'm, I'm very interested in what Nedim has to say. And, and Nedim, you know, as a leader on, on our team, is bringing up a lot of very interesting points that I think I need to explore and discuss. And he didn't do any of that. He made it about himself. He did, he, maybe while not racist vibes, he definitely had an opportunity to be, I don't know, in support of, and he just, you know, chose not to act on it. Now, whether or not that like is. An, he acted like an entitled, rich, multi-billionaire brat that has not had anyone tell him no or do something against this will, or do something to inconvenience him in probably a very long time. I agree with that. But people are taking this a little too far. So now he's a racist. I cannot disagree. Yeah, depending more. on who you ask. Yeah, that, that is an important question. How does anyone walk away in their sane mind thinking Deloy Hansen, mm-hmm. based on including the actions this morning is a racist and based on actions in the past. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not in that person's mind. I, I think, you know, while maybe not openly, you know, a racist, it, it like, no, I can't point to one line in there that I'm like, Oh, that's something a racist would say. Like, no, I can't, I can't do that. But, the overall theme of the conversation felt if, if I am Nedim or if I'm some of the guys on the team and I'm hearing this interview, I am rightfully upset. And I think they were obviously. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I get what you're getting at. You know, it, it's while maybe not, you know, open and, and on the nose. Um, it definitely was a missed opportunity in my opinion. Oh, hugely missed opportunity. Again, it's best to just shut the hell up in that case. How many other owners have spoken up without like an official statement? Right. right? So just shut the hell up is literally the, a better approach to this. I get sure. that. Sure. I, even, I would even say once you do do it, you know, you're, you're a rich dude, a lot of resources, man. Put a PR team behind it, structure a message, come out, like figure war game. What else could happen? Like I get all of that. I just think people are getting so freaking carried away. Like we live in this world where it's, it's everyone and everyone's throats at all times. As I was saying earlier. Yeah. Like relax, man. I I get it. I can disagree. I bet you anything. Some people are listening to this right now and thinking, Oh my God, that dude's a freaking racist. Me. I get it. Right. Maybe they are fine, but it doesn't like, I I know I'm not, you know, you're, I'm not right. we don't, it doesn't have to be my way or the highway. Like you can just literally say, all right, listen, just a dumb thing to say. You should have shut up. But just because I don't support, he doesn't support in this case, your cause 
or not the way you want him? Because I believe he supports the cause. That's the other thing. I walked away from that completely thinking DLH supports the cause of movement to towards and to equality. Absolutely walked away with that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where I think I'll have to disagree wholeheartedly. I yeah, that, just that first interview. He didn't state it. He didn't state it. I didn't even listen to the second interview. I read uh, uh, some transcripts because it was just an apology, right? And that was scripted. <laughs> so that's why I didn't read it um, or didn't listen to it. But I did not, I walked away actually thinking that. He even told a story. Doesn't he have like a son-in-law? No, like stepson that, that, that's working with, uh, I can't remember the whole story here. And Yeah, I mean, he, he listed a bunch of. We, we know yeah. the work he does in the community and all this stuff. Like, I get it. Like, Remember the Mike Petke situation? Yes. That seems like suddenly not that long ago. Right. But we had the same discussion. It's like, all right, yeah. people are upset and calling Mike Petke a homophobe. Are they just really upset that he's not a good manager? Right. So it's the same thing. You're like, all right, maybe you, maybe you think DLH is not a good owner. Quite honestly, I mean, his biggest attribute to me for the club is him keeping the club in, in, in Utah. Right. Right. Um, but other than that, I don't think he's a good owner. No. Um, but that doesn't mean like I don't need 19 other excuses to think he's not a good owner. Now he's just going to piggyback on everything else. Yeah. No, I, I get what you, I get what you're getting at. Um, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, we brought up the whole, is he a good owner? So, so I, I, yeah, let's get I, into I, that. So we I thought about this a lot. Of I, RSL, right. Right. So I thought about this a lot. Um, you and I, we have a function within the herd, the herd being RSL nation, our function. So there's obviously the fan thing, just support the, the club. Herd. Right. But our function is, you know, and, and I, I don't know a better word for this, but it's, it's to be antagonistic. We are, it is our job to ask yeah. dumb questions and point out things that don't make sense to us and be contrarian and just make, make the club aware that they are being watched. That is our function. The Lois Hansen's function up until now has been to sign the checks and to do them in a way that is most efficient and most beneficial to Real Salt Lake. As the, as the multi-billionaire uh, owner, every once in a while, he gets to come out and kick the tires. I'm totally cool with that. He owns the thing. Do you get your photo up in, you know, bring in your rich friends and, and show off the stadium. Whatever it is you got to do, I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's a toy, right? No one buys a sports club to make more money on it. They buy, right. They right. buy a sports club. Yeah. You so, know, again, it's a toy. Yeah. Uh, up until, and, and every once in a while, you know, he kind of bucks that function a little bit, but we return to normal and things, quote unquote, resume as they normally do. Where he has officially lost me was his I'm taking my ball and going home mentality. It has taken a lot of wind out of my sails what effort I want to put into recruiting players and building a great team. He, whether inadvertently or not, has come out and said, I didn't like what happened yesterday. Therefore, I'm not going to invest the money that I know you need from me. Keep in mind, he is the sole owner. He's it. That is where our money begins and starts. So now now the rubber hits the road. Yes. Right. So, okay. You, you, whatever your intentions were that morning within RSL nation, I consider myself a diehard. I will consume every bit of content. Now you have my attention. Now you, I'm doing my function. 
you're doing your function, you know, the, the rest of the supporters are doing, everyone's kind of, the, the players are doing their thing. But now Deloitte Hansen saying, I didn't like what happened. It's, I'm bucking now. And now he's become expandable in my opinion. Yeah, I, I hated that. That scared the hell out of me. Um, no, I think you summed it up. I'm not sure if, if uh, or why you haven't used this before because this should have been used at some point today. I mean, it's basically I'm taking my ball and going home. And th- this, in part, in part, I'd like to think that this is, he's not, he's not the co- most cool-headed guy out there, right? It's kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. I mean, there are, there are still videos from years and years ago of him in, like, the state house, literally cornering state senators, right, because they didn't give him what he wanted because he's a hothead. Yeah, no, that that was that. See, now that I can get behind. That is a fireable. I know we can't fire the owner, but that's a fireable offense, right? That pisses me off. We don't need to make him out to be a racist to get rid of him. That right there pisses me off. I mean, if he was a racist, it would piss me off a lot more, right? But saying basically I'm taking my ball and going home, I'm not investing in this thing. I mean, he didn't say that. He's talking about, but, my, but he, he he's said just, it. He was like a sad little boy that's like, oh my god, what am I? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's um, the the whole morning was just a mess. Like, does I? Okay, let me let me say a bigger point. I truly believe a few things about Deloy Hansen. One is that again, all the things that I said before. I don't think he's a homophobe. I don't think he's a racist. I actually think he's a pretty progressive dude, right? For a guy of his stature and, you know, with everything he, is, he has. The second thing I absolutely strongly believe about him is that he is a diehard Utah, right? He didn't buy the club to make money. He didn't invest the money into the club to make a return. I think he's happy if they break even, right? So as long as Deloitte Hansen owns that club, it's staying in Salt Lake. It's staying in Utah, Right. The third thing I believe about Deloitte Hansen is they knows about soccer about as much as I know about cricket, which is not a whole lot. I know there's a ball. I know there's that like sticks sitting behind. Some people wear like shin pads or something and they try to hit the ball. That's it. I mean, probably he knows a little more, but that's about probably, you know, roughly the level that he understands. So he's not the smartest or wisest person to ask about actual soccer advice, but it sounds to me like he's making a lot of soccer decisions. So those are some of the things I believe about Deloy Hansen, right? I also believe that he's a hothead and he should have just shut the hell up this morning. Just shut the hell up. And if you get to say something, it's a single or two sentence response <clears throat> or surfacing or messages just says, we support with, you know, we support our players and and our our cell nation and right. and we also understand that 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 many members of our cell nation um, are upset about it and you know thank you I mean he was even talking about here's the thing that no one understands or no one's for some reason caught from this interview this morning I mean they had already agreed that players were gonna walk out and kneel during the national anthem did you catch that part yeah yeah I did. Yep. He's, he, and he was totally fine with that. And he, was, he even talked about specific numbers of how many season ticket holders were complaining about it and the discussions they were having about it, right? Yep. So th- this is what leads me to 
Like, I don't believe the other, the rest of the stuff. You might hate the guy. You might not like him for other reasons. In this case, I cannot live with him saying, I'm not going to invest in a club, take my right. ball home. Like that's right. inexcusable. But we don't have to bring in all the other stuff just because that is the root cause of the whole thing. That's me trying to take us away from politics for just a second. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're getting at. Um, but he, he didn't do any of those reasonable things that you mentioned earlier, right? He, he did what he did. And ultimately we can only discuss about what he did and did not do. Um, our club is in a worse position today than it was earlier this morning before the interview, right? By opening his mouth. Now we are the racist, bigoted, backwards club out of Utah in the league, right? That is a direct consequence of his actions today. So as an owner who has every financial incentive and every incentive non-financial to put us in the most, in the position in which we are most likely to succeed has now put us in a position of failure of, you know, whether or not intended, we, we are worse off now for having Deloy Hansen as an owner than we were yesterday. We that, that, is, that is a fact. Yeah. And, and at what point as a fan base do we go, no, no mas, this, this ain't it, chief. Like, like we're not, like we can't keep just quiet about this. I, I would argue that you and I have been very kind to Deloy Hansen as an owner, especially when you, when in comparison to, to other, you know, podcasts and, and RSL, you know, talking heads. You might've been kind. I, I'm not kind. You know me, I just speak my mind on stuff. Uh, I haven't been kind. I'm, I'm calling it as I see it. Right. I, I meant that as in we've I referred know. to him as a good owner for the most part. We've been critical of a few decisions here and there, but 80% not, of the time we say he's a good owner. I'm not ready to say he's a bad owner because of what happened this morning. Oh, I, I am. That's where you and I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm ready for the Millers. That's why we have the best freaking podcast in our cell nation. We never agree on, well, hardly ever agree on stuff. And that's beautiful. I, I'm not ready to say he's a bad owner because of this morning. He's a bad communicator. He, he needs some restraint. But I also understand that, look, man, he's, he is, he's building a, an infrastructure in the entire, well, much of the state of Utah that is going to make soccer successful here, right here, for many, many years, if not decades to come, right? You have to think yeah. of it that way as well. Sure, sure. And, and I, he's, he's, he's probably a nightmare. Can you, be, can you imagine trying to be his PR manager? I mean, yeah. he's just a publicist. I mean, he's just a nightmare probably to deal with. So I think that Hansen does not have, okay, I'm exaggerating here. I'm talking about the specific issues at hand this morning. I think in that regard, Deloy Hansen does not have a bad bone in his body. I think he's a good guy. Hmm. He's a spoiled, rich billionaire, um, self-made, but that doesn't matter. He can still be spoiled and rich and entitled. He hasn't heard no in a long, long time. And he just thought he can just come out and say whatever he wants. And it's like the word of God. So right. I get that. Um, but I no, I'm not ready to say he's a bad owner. I don't, I don't get that argument at all. I, I mean, yeah. And I, you and I will then never agree on this. And then that's, that's fine. 
Um, I, I feel like he threatened the club, basically, is how I view it, um, which, which is unacceptable. And I think he didn't yeah, support... If you go, if you go off of that, that one statement is... Yeah, but it's... That it's, is the most concerning statement. But every, I've, never, I've not heard anyone bring that up other than you. Like, to me, and I agree with you, that is the most concerning statement not just in that interview, but in any interview DLH has ever done. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely was, I mean, anyway, folks, go listen to the interview. It's important. Um, obviously, at this, as this interview, I'm going to, do you have anything else in regards to that specific interview? I thought I'd carry no, please, on with the rest of the time. Let's wrap it up and move on, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he... I didn't want to do any of this to start with, so... <laughs> right, Um this, you know, this interview obviously goes live, you know, once again, the internet does what the internet does and, you know, people do what we're doing and analyze every part of that interview. And, and I, I think it's safe to say that more people agreed, at least from what I could see online and, and that, you know, his comments were inappropriate. One thing leads to another. There's some conversation going on. A bunch of players, Nick Romando, um, Nedim, obviously, um, you know, a, a few of the Royals players just come out in open condemnation of that. Um, Nedim has an interview with the BBC, I think, at some point today as well, saying he flat out won't play for somebody that doesn't support him. Like, he, it, it's very like you're either with us on this or, you know, you're not. Um, all of a sudden, you know, there's some rumors flown around that. So being that the MLS is a single entity system, uh, the other owners can vote to have an owner essentially removed, like force them to sell. Um, I think they need something like two thirds uh, to, to, to make that happen. And there are rumors floating around that there is a meeting with the owners groups. And no one knows exactly what. Now that we've kind of had some secondary interviews and come out, it, it sounds like that that meeting was actually to discuss whether or not they'd be canceling the rest of the games in phase one. Um, but we do know that Deloy had a meeting with the, the uh, GM, uh, Don Garber. Um, he says that, you know, it, 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 from how Deloy puts it, it sounds like he got chewed out pretty hard, which is understandable. Um, you know, the rest of the afternoon kind of progresses as is normal. And then we hear news that Deloitte Hansen will be having a second interview on ESPN 700, which is another radio station that he is the owner of. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. You said something very important there, which made me almost giggle. That was it Deloitte that put it that get chewed out pretty hard. <laughs> no, he, he didn't put it that way. Okay. That, that is, that is my you know, reading between the lines. Right. So we, we know that didn't happen, right? We know what that, didn't happen. That he got chewed out by anyone. No, I don't know if it was like yelling at or anything like that. I wasn't there you know, for was, them. You know, it was probably like the two of them for like a three minute discussion. And two of those minutes were like, Hey, how's your wife? How's your wife? Good. Right. And then no, it's like, I, I don't have, get that sense, have, man. It's like, you have enough talking points about this. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, come on. Deloitte seems no. to be like the kind of guy's going to sit there and get chewed out by anyone. Come on, man. Once again, once again, based off of what Deloitte said in the second interview, he, oh, now he was... Now we believe him. 
Okay. I mean, I've always believed what he said. I'm, I'm taking him for his words. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deloitte said that, you know, I, I think he put it like he, uh, that the uh, Don Garber criticized Deloitte Hansen's use of language in the interview and specifically mentioned that the interview was inappropriate. Got it. Okay. All right. Let's move on. I just yeah. don't buy the whole thing. I just cannot see the lawyer. No, I, no, I don't think it was like taking criticism. Yes. I think for the first time, the lawyer was like, oh, there's some consequences here. And, and I think that scared him. I think we're going to be totally honest. I okay. think something, okay. Good point. Uh, he mentions that uh, uh, sponsors pulled out. He mentions that season tickets are canceled all in the second interview. So I think he's done. Uh, by the way, did you, did, you, did you catch it all during the interview today when like, he keeps running over segments? And his biggest concern is that they're going to lose ad revenue. Ad revenue. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a businessman. <laughs> now, now that I believe, that's the Deloitte Hansen. I believe him to be behind the scenes for sure. Um, but yeah, so he, I think he is feeling the impact of his interview from the morning, one hundred percent. I think he's going, man. There is enough people yeah, telling cool. me the same thing here. Yep. So does he's not the a dummy? He, he might be hot headed. And he might react too quick, but he's not a dumb dude. You don't you don't become a billionaire being dumb, right? I mean, you don't want me to answer that. Okay, you can be born in. Never mind. Go ahead. Right. So, um, you know, does the second interview with uh, Spencer uh, check it's on ESPN seven hundred? Um, full apology mode. You know, mentions the the work he's done. You know, in the community, kind of. You know, is trying to redeem himself in the eyes of the fan base. Um, you know, his kind of reasoning or logic was that you know he was so he was so focused on you know quote unquote beating COVID in the home match and that he he viewed it in through the lens of you know back to normal in times of COVID that he didn't really you know see the larger message. And he was very apologetic for that. And it, it felt like he was in, you know, in, in a, a little bit of backpedaling mode, I think, if I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know how much of it I'm going to, you know, I don't know how genuine I believe it was. I, I, I do think I'm going to find it and listen to it one more time. Um, but in this same interview, and I talked to you about this briefly off air already, you know, he mentions the fact that you know, they, they bring up the whole Nedham thing about Nedham not wanting to play. And Deloitte lets it slip that he hasn't talked to Nedham about this yet. So it's been like 24 plus hours later, uh, just under 24 hours now that I'm actually doing the mental math. You have an owner who's coming out with these comments that he's making, and you have a player that is a vocal, you know, uh, advocate in this movement, and he hasn't talked to him yet. Yeah. Nedim is the first guy I'm talking to that yesterday night. I am calling Nedim. I'm going, hey, Nedim, what can I do, man? These guys haven't talked yet. And that's the part. Yeah, that's sad. That's unacceptable, man. That, that is mind, regardless of how you view this issue, that is poor people, skills, people, management, whatever you want to call it. I, I literally tweeted that out and said, uh, the fact that these two have not talked yet is mind-boggling. It, it, it's the first time in my life I used the phrase, phrase mind-boggling that I actually feel like it was appropriate. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just bad management. You're right. I mean, you know who the, who's the most vocal guy on your team that you know is very passionate about it? Yeah, 
I mean, if I'm if I'm the owner, I'd like to think that I'm like. I mean, first of all, I'm assuming I have the kind of relationship with all of my guys where I can just text them or call them, right? So right. it's not weird. And secondly, even if I don't, it's not like I can't get their freaking cell phone numbers. Hey, you're his employer. <laughs> um, you know exactly where they are. Um, You've most likely provided the house he's oh, living in. Yeah. So that, there's all of that. I, I get that. That That's just, like, I agree with you on those things. That's just bad. That's bad management. That's bad leadership. That's That's bad all sorts of things that can be fixed. Well, maybe. Maybe not. That's not the point. But yeah, no, I was, I was, I agree with you. Completely flabbergasted when I, when I was, when I heard from you in this particular case about the fact that they haven't talked. Like, wouldn't that be your number one person you call in that case? But all right, yeah, I can see that. Disappointing, very disappointing. Right. Um, and then I think the real kind of kind of kicker is that literally the next segment, literally the next segment is Netum doing an interview, um, which I strongly encourage everyone to go listen to that. Um, And and Netum summarized it, I think, pretty well, in my opinion. Um, He woke up that morning having to listen to the media and this radio interview. And he said, it felt like he was saying we did something wrong. That's wild. And, and that is literally the first Netum's heard of this. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. I really, I don't know. I support our players. I support Netum. Um, I feel sad and bad for um, Everton, right? Because again, he has... He is probably the most, as far as I know, most visible, documented. That's that's the kicker here. Oftentimes, people don't believe the stuff that's not documented. He's the most visible, documented example of absolute, absolutely disgraceful racial hatred at at the hands of. I mean, let's just call it. I don't want to call them animals because that insults animals. Um, just subhumans. And I feel bad. I, I feel sad for guys like Everton. I absolutely do. I feel bad for guys like Nedham. I absolutely do. I support our players. I support their stance and their ability to, to, to voice their opinions. I think they might be picking the wrong target is all I'm saying. I don't think DLH is the right target for this. I do not believe, if, if any part of me believed that Lloyd Hansen was in any way, shape, or form a racist, again, you have to remember, I mean, hell, we don't, you and I have to don't, don't have to go far to find foreigners. Like, literally look in the mirror. I would never stand for that. I just, I don't see him as that guy. I see him as a ditzy, first of all, ditzy, bad communicator, maybe even bad leader, right? I even see him as, again, as I said earlier, a privileged, powerful, multi-billionaire who hasn't had anyone say no to him in probably years. I get all of that. Why don't we focus on that? Why, are we, why do we keep picking? Like, the, I, not, 
this is what keeps dividing RSL nation. Because the other half of RSL nation sees it similarly to what I just said. Maybe not the whole thing, but they definitely see people picking on DLH because like, you just pick, you know, any excuse to make someone look like a racist. I think we discredit the most important thing in my mind when it comes to the owner of Real Salt Lake, which is, I don't want to call it incompetence. Guy is a very competent business person, obviously. I think he's a bad communicator. I think he is not a great leader. Otherwise, he would have talked to his players by now about this. He pays their salaries. We discredit those actual, real, true things, realities on the ground by trying to push this other agenda. I mean, the MLS is going to have an investigation into him. Awesome. I can't wait. Maybe I am completely missing something. Maybe DLH has a history of racist behavior. And you know what if he does? I'm going to say the same things I just said, but the opposite. I do not want a racist as my club owner. Like I'm not going to support. I will always support the club. But I can't support a club if the head of it is, is some racist piece of shit. If I, again, believed he was racist, I wouldn't, I wouldn't support him. I just don't think he is. I think we're oversimplifying this whole issue in this case, again, for the sake of simplicity, because it's easier to put someone in a box that's already pre-labeled, right? If you're moving and you have boxes out and there's a box that says kitchen and you pick up something, and you just put it in that box that says kitchen. You don't have to figure out where that thing goes in your new house. Right. The problem is still, once you open it up, if it doesn't belong in the goddamn kitchen, you have to move it. That's an analogy I've never used before. Yeah, but that's kind of a weird one. It's a good one, though. If you say so. The people who are using the racism card against DLH are discrediting the actual reasons they might want to get rid of him that's my talking point yeah man i i mean if if you're prepared to die on that hill i i say go for it <laughs> on any hill i'm just saying it's truth it's reality right. again prove me wrong okay can and, and here tell me, and he, tell me yes. one thing yes. that dlh did that's actually racist right and and here is where it gets where it gets weird um so as deloy hansen is basically trending on twitter um a bunch of you know it, this is mostly all on Twitter. A bunch of people start coming out and, you know, making a lot of claims um, regarding some of his behavior. A lot of former employees, some players, a lot, like if you go on Twitter right now um, and if you want to look up like Andy Larson, there's, he's the guy we talked about just the other week. Um, there's a whole thread there. Uh, the athletic apparently did a piece where they interviewed some people that they released. And I think that's, what's actually causing this, uh, investigation that literally was just an, you know, is an hour old now at this point. Um, and that is, that is kind of where we are leaving, leaving it tonight, Thursday evening. Um, obviously some big stuff's coming our way. Uh, yeah. the, the players association has called for his immediate, you know, suspension pending this investigation, um, which might be the right thing to do. Um, I, I think actual impact day-to-day, probably no game this weekend. No idea if we're going to have a game next weekend or next week. 
I should say next Wednesday. Um, but all of that seems like very minor stuff now. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that that is now minor stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it became minor stuff for some reason over the last couple of days. And maybe this is where we wrap the whole thing up and go right back to the beginning of the question and everyone can make up their own minds around this is, is this the right time, the right way, the right place to do this? We definitely are talking about it, right? Sure. Will this change anyone's mind? I don't know. Can we try? Yes. Right. We can. Not just can we, we will. We are actively as we speak. Right. So effort. Yeah. Let's go try. Utilize the opportunity. Let's try. Let's try what we let's try to do what we can do about the situation as it is at hand right now. I think this is here's the sad part. This is a time when I'm not going to age myself or date myself too much, but I am north of three decades old, close to four. Yeah, much closer to four. <laughs> not much closer. To, screw you. I have, I cannot recall ever there being a time when we need, and this is not a soft like hippie approach to stuff. I'm talking honest, objective, let's get shit done approach. I can never recall a time and, and you know, you know where I grew up. <laughs> so it includes there. I can never recall a time where a society was in a more dire need for open communication an open receipt of communication and had less of a, I don't know, capacity to openly communicate and receive critical information. Yeah, yeah. It seems to me everyone has made up their mind on everything. And we every, every piece of data that gets into our heads these days does nothing but feed an already preconceived set of notions on one side, on the other side, on a third and a fourth and a fifth side, right? I'm, in, I'm trying to encourage us for a sixth side here. Just hear out your fellow men and women and everyone else. Just, just open your freaking mind. Like, it is okay. I mean, we'll, we'll just use a very close-to-home example. It is okay to be upset that you just missed your RSL match last night. I'm upset. You are upset. Everyone out there is upset. The players are freaking upset probably. And also say, I understand. It's probably for the greater good long-term, right? It is okay to read someone's comment that states, these overprivileged athletes should just shut up and play the game. Okay, I don't like that statement. That doesn't mean that the author of that statement is a racist. Like, we're just jumping to extremes from one side to the other. And that's my final statement to all of this. Racism has no place in the United States of America. We can do small things to prevent it. And we are all marching into the right direction to get the right things done. We just can't agree on how to get there. Let's realize that and just figure out how to get there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's, you know, you said small things. I, I 
correct you there. I, I think there's some big systemic societal things that need to change. But no, I didn't mean that, did I say small. I didn't mean small, like small problems. I mean like right. small differences in how to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I knew what you meant, and I just wanted to clarify that. Um, yeah, man. I, I think I will. You know, as we wrap it up, leave it on. You know, to 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 quote the man himself at this point, we've referenced them a lot, but in his interview, Nedham closed it with, I think what well, was a very powerful stance. And, and, you know, he encouraged people to reach out and, 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 and listen to, you know, what he has to say. And he said that we are, I believe that we are fighting for something that everyone can believe in. Um, so I, I echoed that sentiment. I, I think where we are seeing, where we are seeing, you know, RSL nation at its other, at each other's throats, as I put it, is in the lack of communicating, lack of understanding. And I think lack of actually sitting down with empathy towards one another. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, man, it, it's, I, I think just given, given the state of what has all been announced and released and, you know, all of the interviews that came out today, I, I don't think we will be talking about just soccer for a very long time, unfortunately. Um, I, I think, you know, time will tell how this all shakes out. I think, yeah, we, we just got to see where it goes from here. Yeah. I love it. Let's, let's stick with it. You know, and not, nothing worthwhile doing is easy. This doesn't seem easy. Let's get it and see what it chips. Right. Land. In the meantime, RSL nation up, we're never going to censor you voice your opinion. Shit. We might have to change that rule next week, but for now we're not going to censor anyone. Just right. Voice your opinions. Be wild. Please be respectful. <laughs> yeah. If at all possible, but you don't have to. Yeah. It, it, it's encourage you to. Yeah. You know, ultimately these are your fellow human beings. Um, and, and this is just the ultimate cliche. We are all on the same team. Um, and, and I don't mean that in the cliche sense of like, we all support RSL. Like we are genuinely like in, in most cases in the same Valley, like these are your neighbors, maybe not next Literally. door neighbors, but they are your neighbors. Um, yeah. Just, I, I don't know if, if, if there's one thing, you know, to, to what we actually can change it's, I would, I would hope for a little more, I don't know, r- respect for one another. And and I think I think we'll leave it leave it there for the night. Yeah, RSL Nation. It's been a pleasure. It's been weird, but a pleasure nonetheless. We really really hope that this doesn't become a norm of something we have to talk about. Yeah, and and I'm gonna actually disagree with you. This was the first time recording a podcast was not a pleasure. This was hard work. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it was hard work. I literally feel exhausted. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go crack a beer and then take a nap. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing with whiskey and and then get my eight point five. All right, the baker, take us out. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. um, apparently, uh, by the way, this is real time update. We're not live on Fox yet because President Trump is still speaking. Oh, man, <laughs> just got, share the stage, buddy. Just got an update. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you do get the, uh, we will share the segment when we get a chance. Right. Uh, if we see, it. I don't even have Fox 13. Don't tell him that. Everyone has Fox fault. 13. No, the it's Dish. Like, no, Dish and Fox can't agree. I get that. You know, you ever get that scream when they say, um, 
Fox is no longer available because Dish and Fox are trying to work out a deal or something. I thought it was like a local channel that everyone had. I had no idea. It is. It's a local channel, but apparently when, when they canceled Fox, it, like, it's Fox across the board. So you go well, to number, channel 13 on Dish in Salt Lake City right now. Right. And you get that message that's just on repeat from obviously the Dish people because they own the actual you know time. Uh, and just says, oh, Fox is not agreeing to our things and therefore call Fox and encourage them to agree to our deal. Like that's literally what they do. Well, so, the internet is a thing and yeah. fox13now.com slash live is a thing. Yep. yep. So go watch it. And yes. we apologize potentially in advance depending on how they cut the segment. Yeah, I mean, I, I stand by everything I've said assuming that they didn't cut me off in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, we'll see. All right, well, let's just, we'll, we'll post it and guess it. RSL Nation, it's your boys. Adios. We'll get you on the next one.